This is the Grow and Learn podcast with your host, Zarina. Today, we're going to be speaking about transforming the profitability of your company, the sales of your company, with a very unconventional method, or it's conventional, but most people don't think about it when they think about business growth. We're going to be talking about pricing with not least but the price whisperer. I'm welcoming yeah. Per Shofors, the price whisperer. <laughs> Hi, Per. <laughs> Uh, hey, Serena, thank you very much for that uh, very um, on-point um, uh, introduction. <laughs> per, your story is impressive. You've been the CEO of a few companies. You're running two of your own uh, companies now, and you're known as the price whisperer, not by chance. It's because you've managed to turn around the profitability of companies by um, with your own developed process on pricing. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us first a bit about your story? How mm-hmm. did you become the price whisperer? Yeah, the 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 um <laughs> the story is is this that I I, I ran a couple of companies in uh, in Europe and um, um before I moved here to the US and um and I um uh, I came here to to establish and run a division of a fairly large public company and and then I had a, a few other CEO jobs um, after that. Um, and in all of these instances, we did experiments with pricing uh, only because I was interested in it. And, and some of those experiments were very successful, meaning that uh, next quarter revenues were up like 25%. Um, others were complete duds. And, uh, and what I had learned in business school uh, about pricing, <coughs> excuse me, about pricing was so theoretical and academic that uh, academically, that um, I um, it didn't help us to understand why some of those experiments worked, right? And um, and uh, so eventually I decided I was too old and too opinionated to to be a hired gun. So I, I set up my own shop and and decided to develop a a process that I would have needed in these various companies to make sure that our our pricing experiments all worked and. Uh, and that is a process that that we're still using, and and um, uh, I have about seven hundred fifty or so customers, uh, maybe five thousand different products or services, and and it's 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 always very very successful. So, um, and and the pro the process consists of doing willingness to pay research into a into a, a marketplace with a, a digital questionnaire, and um and and then segment that so. Um, we we also developed our own AI software to do the the analytics and and so forth, and and then I have real business people that take data and make it into actionable information. So um, so it's a, it it always works, and and we work globally. So okay, that's uh, that's already impressive, and so. Tell us a bit about the, the the process apart from developing this questionnaire. What is involved in the developing the pricing strategy? Yeah, the the um, many many companies um, see pricing as um, as would it live in a vacuum, and 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 they go out and they say, oh, we're going to change our pricing. Well, they can do that, and it sometimes works. It sometimes does doesn't. Just like just like my experience. <laughs> You know, prior to, to to me getting into this, and um, and and um, but the the fact is that 
companies needs to know because everything you do in in a company uh, affects how you can price um you may you may find through through our process that the, there are different um different um, um customer categories that um different customer categories that that would support higher more profitable prices than the customer category the company currently sell to um they may find through the process that there are different marketing channels and marketing messages and marketing uh, sort of positioning statements that um, that drives um, <clears throat> that drives a higher willingness to pay and therefore support higher prices than others. I mean, for example, the the um, the the uh, we just completed a a, um, a project for a small startup and and. Uh, what, what what we found is that this company has a fairly nondescript um, um, uh, or had as a fairly nondescript um, uh, brand name, right? And we found that in their market, by adding a, 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 a brand name that described what the company does, um, they they that will support about twenty percent higher prices, right? Wow. And yeah. what is the process in which you find this out? Well, we like I said, we do um, we have a digital um, questionnaire that we that we go out with, with and poll a company's marketplace, and 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 that includes um, uh, both uh, potential customers, actual customers, and mostly people who never heard of the company, but that could become customers should they be aware of it, right? And and um, and um, and and we 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 have a series in that questionnaire. There's there's a lot lot of questions about how how people equate price and value, and 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 those are the questions that eventually allows us to um, to predict sales volume and revenue at different prices and for different customer segments for different marketing channels and so forth. And um, some companies, they, um, <laughs> I have a conversation with, with a company actually um, in, what, in, in about a couple of hours that painted themselves into a corner, right? They, um, they go to market with a message saying that we are cheap, right? Um, and, and, um, and they give away a lot of things to 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 their particular their particular audience. So um, because they go to market with a low price message, despite all the value they give to their their clients, um, they attract price sensitive customers. So they have a problem in that if they if they tone down the sort of we are cheap message, um, their lead flow stops, right? Mm. Well, it's and much more difficult. Try... Yeah, yeah. This if... is what I. Re... Yeah, and, yeah, and is... if they if they <laughs> increase prices, their sales volume dies, yeah. right? Because they are focusing on um, on on just getting those price sensitive customers. Mm. So they painted themselves in a corner, and there's no way out. So my conversation with this uh, particular company is. They need to start a different brand. Oh, wow. Sell yeah. the same thing, same this sell the same thing, but with different messages, 
and eventually mm-hmm. outcompete itself. Because mm-hmm. you know any company is eventually going to find competition, right? right? And the best competition is yourself. Because <laughs> rebranding is actually much more expensive than launching the new brand. Yeah, it is. Yeah, mm. I, and, and rebranding takes years, you know. Yeah. Um, and and um, this, what this company sells is not a physical product. It's a so it's it's it, it's um, um, it's relatively easy to to create a different brand with different positioning and and so forth. Yeah. So but, uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. So so. Um... You mentioned that this was a startup, but you're also working with Fortune 500 companies. Yes. What is the range of, what is the typical customer? Is there a typical customer at all that yeah, the, seeks yeah, your services? Yeah, mm-hmm. there is a typical customer. And, and, and typical customers are, uh, you know, in the 10, 15 million up to maybe a quarter of a billion. That's sort of where most of, of, of our clients live. And... Um, and 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 we also know that we 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 always have to deal with the CEO, you know, because what we do is so strategic that um, it if if we uh, if the CEO is not part of, of of the decision process to engage us, it doesn't happen, you know. So, but what are some I, mistakes apart from what you uh, currently mentioned? This company had done. What are other mistakes? pricing managers make well the 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 most the biggest mistake is not to put sufficient resource on pricing and and if you if if you look at it there is um from any any company first of all profits drive every company right if you don't have profits eventually you don't have a company (laughs) Because you you're gonna run out of investor money or your own money or you know you you have to be profitable right um, and the more profits you have the more um, resource you have for market development for product development or define new 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 uh, services and so forth even um, hiring the best people that are going to be more expensive right and if you if you look at the the any company has a resulting profit that comes from only three variables. It is the total cost of the operation. It is the total sales volume of whatever the company is selling. And it's the price of what you sell. And um, out of these three, pricing has the highest leverage on profits. And uh, if you look at the average company, and of course, no company is average, right? Um, but if you look at the average company, if you can, uh, I have something that I call the one percent challenge. And um, if you if you consider these three variables, if a company can increase its sales volume with one percent, profitability goes up with an you know for the average company with three and a half percent. If the company can reduce cost with one percent, profitability goes up with five and a half percent. But if a company can increase the price with 1% uh, or decrease its discounting with 1%, which is, of course, the same thing, yeah. um, profitability goes up with 11.3%. Impressive. And and the, 
the challenge, the 1% challenge, have you ever failed to change something 1%? <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's nothing, yeah. right? So I mean, would you advise then everybody to raise their prices by 1%? <laughs> well, um, in fact, yeah, I do. I mean, the the because what you want to do, every company, and this is, you asked me about mistakes, and, and um, I, I, I talk to CEOs many times, they say, we haven't dared to raise prices for seven years, and now we're not profitable anymore, so we must raise prices. And, and if even if we go up just a percent, we're going to lose all our clients. No, they're not. <laughs> because they have competition, right? And the cost for among competition has also been rising, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, so it's it's a um, it's uh, what should we call it? It's it's the, the people. Some some companies or many companies are so afraid of raising prices. What you should do is that every year you should raise the price a few percent, right? Doesn't yeah. make a big difference uh, the first year, but when you three years into this, four years into this, this compounds, right? And 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 small price changes like that, you know, three percent, two percent, four percent. Nobody nobody notice. Right, but it makes a difference for the company. Yeah. So to talking about the, uh, annual price increases, what do you think of um, uh, adjusting pricing for inflation? Yeah, I mean, the, the, are, are you consulting some some companies on the subject? Um, well, not necessarily inflation. That's part of it, but but it's it's um, again those those companies that come to us. And and want help to to um, with pricing, do so because um, they want to take their company to the next level. Mm -hmm. They realize that they need the resources to grow the company in in ways they have not been able to grow it in the past. And um, and 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 the 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 easiest way of doing it is is increase prices, right? Or price right, I should say. Yeah. doesn't necessarily mean to increase prices. Sometimes um, you're going to get, if you're overpriced, um, a lower price will actually give you higher revenue and, and higher profits, right? So um, so it's, and, and you know, we, we find, and sometimes it's, it's about um, taking an informed decision of, of trading off sales volume versus, versus revenue and profit. Let me give you let me give you another example a couple of months ago i i got a um an, an, a note from from a prior client they they their consumer facing company um and um the message was very it was a basically a screenshot from the company's accounting system right and what i can see was that their sales volume was down with something like eight percent or so based on on um, on our recommendations their profitability was up with 49% right mm -hmm. and the message from from the ceo of the company was very simple um it says less work more money many thanks yeah <laughs> it's a good one <laughs> yeah you know. um, 
do you, do you share some of your strategies in your book? I know you're a best-selling author. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. The, 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 this this book here is is, um, is it's available on Amazon and and uh, other pl- uh, other places as well. The call. Uh, it's called the Price Whisperer for anybody who's listening yeah. on audio. Yeah, it's called the Price Whisper, but the it's actually the the subtitle is really key because the subtitle is a holistic approach to pricing power. And 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 that is uh, you may you know you asked again you asked me about mistakes and and um, one of the key mistakes that people do is not to realize that pricing doesn't live in a vacuum, and because of that, companies who do take that holistic approach to pricing, because everything you do in the company affects how you can price, will see those results that 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 I just mentioned a couple of examples of. And um, and what the book is is about is to take that holistic approach, not to see pricing as a as a, as a separate activity outside what you do in your company, but part of everything you do in the company. And you mentioned you developed your own AI system that yes. helps you in the. What does it do? Can you give us an well? so so what we what we do is like i said we we do this willingness to pay research from where we um can assess what um a company's marketplace are truly willing to pay for a product or a service so that's that creates oodles of numbers <laughs> right <laughs> and <clears throat> what the what the what the um what the software does is to to um take all these numbers into um into create a prediction of sales volume and revenue at different prices mm-hmm. so so it 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 really does some statistical analysis and <clears throat> the the um the ai portion is is specific because based on the data that the analytics um changes based on the data itself so um so so there is a there is a loop there in 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 which the the various rules that are um, used in 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 the in the software are changing by the data itself mm-hmm. so, does it take into that, account competitive pricing it, 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 yes in a way because um, um what we often do is is making our prediction of sales volume and revenue for our clients, but also for for those in the marketplace who who want to buy competing products or services, right? And and there's also a um, there's also a, a particular way of of analyzing the data called cross price elasticity, and in cross price elasticity, it's possible to see how um, buying behavior changes based on the various competitors' pricing, right? So we can see that if your competitor increases their price with twenty percent, uh, the business will go here, or if they decrease the price with twenty percent, um, they will gain this much, or you will lose this much, or whatever. Mm, so I used to do this about fifteen years ago. I used to work in. Um... Marketing and sales controlling, financial mm-hmm. controlling. So we used to do such models. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and um, now it's uh, it's done. Um, you know, we we click the button and we get the answers in thirty seconds. Yeah. So, and and um, and that's one of the reasons why um, we can work even with small companies. You know, um, you know, if you if you um, and we're and we're affordable for for small companies as well because of that. You know, we we don't have to have a um, as a, a stab of 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 um, um, of number crunches, you know that that look at this. We the the the, the software take care of all of that. Mm -hmm. What is the starting point of your pricing, or is that something that you don't well, disclose publicly? No, we don't typically don't. But the the first of all, we 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 we'd like to work with our clients for for a year. And what this means is that we do one of these projects. It takes typically about six weeks, and and then um, as as our clients are um, implementing the, um, the 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 recommendations, there's always going to be questions. So during that year, as questions comes up, um, we go back into the data. We we. Um, uh, we we do further analysis to find answers that uh, we didn't know would be questions that come up, and sometimes we do little micro projects just to find the answer to a particular question that comes up during that year. And then um, at the end of the year, we redo the original project and we do a gap analysis. Um, and um, by doing that, the company get to know what's changed during the year, and and obviously they are going to change and because our client is changing the the everything in the marketplace is also changing in their marketplace is changing because they everybody influenced the marketplace so and for anybody who would like to uh, get a taste of the type of service you're providing and you know what they can tweak uh, mm -hmm. in their business you mentioned you had a um, mastermind class on pricing. Yes, yes, I have. I I um I have a um a, a master class in pricing. It's on it's on our website. Um, it's uh, nineteen video episodes that are roughly between uh twelve and I think some are up to eighteen minutes. Um, that um, walks through all the elements of um, of of that holistic approach to to pricing and and obviously there's um there's a lot of lot of um, follow up questions and so forth that people really need to 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 answer if they can answer all of those questions they, they they're on the path to to um to um, best practice pricing and um and um for for um for your listeners like you know I can provide you with a a discount code so uh, they can get a, a twenty percent discount on on the already pretty low price. It's ninety five bucks. Um, I will put uh, the discount code below in the in the description for anybody who's interested in joining this masterclass. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's it's a um, it's all about elevating uh, pricing in 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 a company and not like I said, not treat it as separate from the rest of what the organization does. If there's any one advice that you could choose, what would your best advice be on pricing 
without knowing anything about the business? What increase should a price. increase prices? Price. I mean, it, if it doesn't work, you can always go back, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and um, you know, I, I I if you think about this, one of the again going to mistakes. Um, if if you're a startup company or a small company with a, um, a product that is disruptive in any way, right, or service that is disruptive. Um, Customers buys that um, for all different reasons, but um, a disruptive product or service only appeals to early adopters, and early adopters are not price sensitive, right? But there are very few of them. Um, the and, and one very common mistake is for for these companies to go out there with their disruptive product, um, find a few clients, and they. You know, a year gone by, maybe, and they look at what they promised investors. They look at the bank bank balance, and and then they panic, right? So they lower their price. So we mm -hmm. must get we're too expensive. Um, and then the result of that is either the same sales volume or even lower sales volume. Mm -hmm. And then they have a hard time increase the price again. And if they can't, they die, right? You know, I've seen that so many times. Truly eye-opening conversation. <laughs> thank you so much, Bear. <laughs> well, thank you, yeah. Serena. And, and I hope the audience find this uh, of interest as well. I'm sure they will. It's useful to anybody in business, I find. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank so, you so much for your time. Thank you, too. So, everybody, the website is S. Showforce, which is the family name, but you can of, of per per Showforce, but you can look him up with the Price Whisper or look in the description of this episode. Yeah, finding me is Google the Price Whisper, and and you'll find um, find me all over the place. Thank you for listening to Grow and Learn. We hope that you found our podcast informative, engaging, and inspiring. Our mission is to help you keep growing and learning, and we hope that our conversations and insights have provided you with practical advice and useful perspectives. If you're looking for personalized support and guidance to help you achieve your personal or professional growth objectives, I offer a range of services to help. As a trusted management partner and mentor, I work with businesses in the process of transformation, looking for new streams of business, as well as M&A. With an extensive professional network of experts and mentors, I can bring on board the right person or team based on the specific needs of the company I'm working with. To learn more about the services I offer and how I can help you achieve your goals, visit my website at growandlearn.org. You can also reach out to me via email or social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode of Grow and Learn, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback is important to us and it helps us to continue to create content that is relevant and valuable to our listeners. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights and perspectives with you in the future.